Hi, I'm Javis Lewis and in this four-part video course I'm going to show you how to create a searchable table view in iOS 9 with Xcode 7.1. The app that we're going to build is going to look a little bit something like this. So you have a box standard table view here and you have a search button and if someone presses it you can uh, type some values and they will be displayed uh, according to what the person is searching for. And then if you hit cancel that thing goes away with a super smooth animation. And guess what? We won't have to do a thing. It's all going to happen like magic behind the scenes thanks to a new class that Apple's introduced in iOS 8 called the UI Search Controller. What used to be a tremendous work on our behalf is now really easy to implement and in this four-part series I'm going to show you how to do that. So we have four parts to success. The first part, which is this part, we're going to build a standard UI table view and populate it with dummy data. If you're unfamiliar with table views, this is a great way to get started and it's going to be fairly easy to follow along. Part two is going to introduce you to the UI search controller, how to configure it with a second table view that's being put into place as soon as somebody wants to see any search results and we're going to initialize that class and bring it up by the end of part two. You'll be able to, to do all that. It's, it's fairly easy to do as well. Part three is going to get a little bit trickier because it's about filtering the data. So we're going to have one array full of dummy values and we're going to ask that array to produce a second array according to an NS predicate. The predicate is this magical class that filters out things from one array and can be used to create another array. And by the end of part three, we're going to know how that works. By the end of part four, we know how to communicate those search results, the filtered array, to a second table view by the magic of key value observing. Sounds interesting? Let's delve right in. Know though that parts two, three, and four are for members of my iOS dev diary only. Part one is for free, but you can join for a nominal fee and I'll be very happy when you do. The tools we use are Xcode 7.1. It's just come out for general release anyway. We've had it as beta for a while. We're also going to do this in iOS 9.1 and we're going to do all this in Objective-C. Yes, trusty old Objective-C, which is still in development. Can you believe it? Very good. So no Swift here, I'm afraid. And since we don't need a real device, we're just going to stick to the iPhone simulator. Great, let's hack some code and see how to populate a searchable table view in iOS 9. Let's start by opening Xcode and creating a brand new Xcode project. I'm going to use an iOS application, a single view application template, and I'm going to call it table search. No core data required, this is just a simple demo, so we'll keep it, um, well, keep it as simple as possible. Whack it on the desktop. And since this is only a starting point for an application, I'm going to select my, both my view controller header and implementation files and I'm going to delete them because we're going to have new files here. Let's head over to the storyboard and we'll see that single view controller here. We'll delete that one as well. So we're going to start with a clean slate. For our application, we need two table view controllers. So let's search in that 
open that box here. If this isn't open, that's a little circly thing here that you can click and then this, this thing will pop open. And there's a table view controller object here. There's a couple actually, table view controller and table view. Those are not the same thing. The table view controller is a view controller in which we have a table view, whereas the table view is a separate object that you would drag into an empty, into an empty view controller. So we don't want that. So we want this uh, the table view controller. Drag it out and pop it here. And this will be a main table view. Let's add a navigation bar at the top here. The easiest way to do that is to embed this object into a navigation controller. Uh, with it selected, head over to Editor and select Embed in Navigation Controller. And then Xcode will add this into a navigation controller. And now we have that, uh, that bar up here, and uh, it's going to become clear in a minute why we're going to do that. Uh, let's call that main table view. Just so that we know what that is, we can change that name later. And on the top right here, we want one of those little search buttons uh, that we can add an action to that so that we can react to it when somebody wants to search that table view that will you know that will notify us so let's look for a bar button item there we go bar button item drag that into here and it just says item that's not very uh, that's not very inviting is it let's get over to the identity inspector here and from on the style we'll leave as it is but system item instead of custom we will pick search and that's that little search icon here. Great, let us have a look at the table view cell. That's this object here. To get to it, you've got to click it about three times. So if you're on the view controller, you click it once and twice until the content view is selected. Right now, it's an empty content view. So in the cell, the, well, the table view controller has a table view, the table view has a cell, and the cell has a content view. Right now, there's nothing in it that we could populate with a label or whatnot. So we'd either have to drag in a label and then um, create a custom label class, but there's an easier way to do that on a quick demo like this when we're dealing with text-based information. You can uh, select that, that um, table view cell here and then head over to the uh, attributes inspector again and select under style instead of custom, select basic. And that will give us a label. And now you can see that in the content view, there's a, a label that's currently called title. So uh, the good thing of doing it this way is that we can, uh, when we populate each cell, we, we don't have to do anything else. This will, this will just be a cell title label text properties that we can update that. The only thing I want to change is, um, I want to make that a bit bolder here, perhaps uh, semi-bold. Let's make it medium, actually. Yeah, let's make it medium. Nice. And then instead of 16, we're going to make that a little bit readable for our tired eyes. Make it 25. While we're here in the content view, I just don't want to forget that. Select that cell and still here in the attributes inspector, you find something called the reuse identifier down here. And that has to be set to something because otherwise the table view class doesn't quite know how to address that cell. So we're just going to have to call that something. And to keep it simple, we're just going to call that cell. Now that's our main table view done. While I'm here in the storyboard, I also want to add another table view controller. Let's look for that guy again, table view controller, and drag a second one in. This one we have to configure similarly to the previous one. 
we're not going to use the navigation um, controller to wrap it in but we have to uh, select that table view cell and set that to basic as well and I'm going to select that label again make that semi bold too and also set that to 25 and this is going to be the table view that's going to be displayed with our search results so this guy is going to come up when our app launches with uh, all kinds of cells pre-populated here and this guy is going to be loaded when search results are to be displayed and we're going to go back and forth into the storyboard uh, going forward I'll leave this open for now it's going to go for uh, file new tab and then I'll add a second tab here, with, which can be the storyboard. And on the left-hand side, I can deal with my classes in a moment. Speaking of which, we need two new classes. Let's press Command-N to create a new file. And uh, we need a Cocoa Touch class. In fact, we need two of them. Uh, and the one is going to be called the Main Table View Controller. It needs to be a subclass of the UI Table View Controller. I will put that in here and we'll do the same thing one more time which is another UI table view controller we're going to call that uh, perhaps search results perhaps we'll leave the word table out here so it's our search results view controller just so that we know and have a place to write some code that's kind of nice about Xcode it keeps things compartmentalized in you know smaller files and makes it more manageable for our tired little brains right one more time we're going to go back into the storyboard well i say one more time we're going to go in there many more times uh, select your main table view not the navigation control the table view and on the identity inspector under class add that class we've just made so that's main table view controller and on our search results view controller we do the same thing select it and call it search results view controller xcode should co code complete this automatically and that's just one other thing that we need to do with this guy he is not connected to anything so in order for our code to actually address this thing and bring it up we need a storyboard id so we can load it in code and we're going to call this thing search results there we go so once the class that we've just made and that ties this object to this code class here, search results view controller. And the other thing is, uh, well, just a, a string identifier for this object in the storyboard so that we can load this from code. And that's in the storyboard ID. Now let's look at some code. Over here in our first tab, I'm going to select my main table view controllers implementation file. And there's a lot of unnecessary code in here that we can delete. So Apple provides that to make development a little bit easier. So the first thing is in view did load. We're going to clear that out. We don't need anything in view did load right now. Uh, there's a couple of warnings. We'll deal with that in a moment. Uh, then comes a method that we actually need. This is the um, cell for row at index path method. So we're going to leave that in here. And then from then onwards, uh, this deals with how to edit the table view and that can all go away so we don't need that all we need is this method here and before I forget I will uncomment that because that is code that we actually do need there but we'll deal with that in a moment first we need a property and we're going to do that uh, right here between add interface and add end we need one property to hold 
all our data that we want to display. Uh, since this is a dummy application, I'm just going to have an NS array, so an NS mutable array actually. So it's a strong non-atomic property, NS mutable array, and we're going to call it data. How's that? Nice and simple. And that will hold all the values of, well, the numbers 1 to 30 or 40 or 20 or however many we want to produce. And in order to populate and initialize that array, we're going to use a custom initializer uh, right here. And underneath did receive memory warning is a good place for that. And you can start a custom initializer always by uh, typing the minus sign and then just start typing the name of your property. So for example, data. There we go, that comes up. Uh, mutable array data and the data indexes. We don't need that. We need the top one here. Very easy. And a custom initializer will return this initialized array. So we're going to ask if that variable does not exist, then create it. And we'll do that in the simplest form by just allocating and emitting that property. And then in the end, we're going to return that initialized property. So if it doesn't exist, it's being created with whatever, whatever we're doing here. And if it does exist, then it'll just be returned. So it doesn't get initialized more than once. Okay, so in here, let's do a couple of other things. Let's, uh, let's uh, create that dummy data that I was talking about. So uh, one easy trick to do that is to use a number formatter. I'll just call it formatter. And that formatter number style is going to be something exciting. It's called the NS number formatter spellout style. And that will spell out any number we give it in the current locale. So if it contains the number 23, then it will translate that into spelled out 20 hyphen 3 in English. Or if you're using the French locale, it'll be, well, whatever the word for 23 is in French. I'm not good at French, I'm sorry. Um, and uh, now that we have that number formatter, let's create a simple for loop. We use an integer i, and we start that with 0. The condition is if i is smaller than 30, I'm going to increment i by 1. So in here is where the magic happens. First we'll create uh, an s number object because that's what the formatter needs. So we'll say uh, this number, number with int i. So this will give us an NS number object from this integer, which is, uh, which is tracking uh, whatever this number is, times 30, so 0, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and so forth. And then we're going to um, create an NS string object of this, call it spell that number. And in that, we will utilize our formatter, string with number, and that's why we need that number object, this number. Okay, and now that we have that string, we can add it to our data array. So we'll say data add object spelled out number. That should take care of that, and that should initialize our array with the spelled out variations of 30 numbers. If you need more or less, just change this number up here into 5000 if you like, and then you can test when your iOS device actually gets slow, how many records can you display comfortably without the user experience suffering there? Very cool.
Okay, let me collapse all my methods here and then start populating the table view with that data. So the table view has two sections here, which we, we've been given by the code here from Xcode. Thank you, Apple, very nice. And then number of sections in table view and number of rows in section. So the first one here, it has a warning here by default that's just reminding us that we need to do something about this. In complete implementation, we can delete that line altogether. And all we need to do here is return the number of sections in the table view. So we only have one, so that's very easy. We'll just return one. And more complex table views, they can be grouped and they can have more sections. But we're going to keep it simple. We only have one section. And the second one is a bit more interesting. It's the number of rows in this current section. So again, take out the warning message here and return however many values we have in our data array. So um, in case we ever change that value up in the custom initializer, we can just return self data count. And then that automatically updates. So if we ever, if we ever change this value here and we're going to display 3000 cells then we can only we only need to change that in one place and the table view will now know that it's going to be um, 3000 cells that need to be displayed here just in case you're new to this and you get confused why I'm using the underscore here and why I'm using self.data over here that has to do with the fact that this is a variable whereas this is a pointer so the variable only is only used in the custom initializer before that getter and setter method is created that's what the what the custom initializer does and uh, once that is done I can access uh, the setter method rather than the actual variable. So I could also go and do this, so underscore data, but I will not do that because that's not the Apple recommended way. So self.data once the array has been initialized. Okay, so the last thing we need to do is tell the table view in each cell the value that needs to be displayed. And that is the method I uncommented here earlier. That is the table view cell for row at index path method. Let's open that up. And uh, one thing that we need to do is give this, uh, this cell the reuse identifier. And that's the one that's uh, currently giving me a warning here. Do you remember that's the one that we set to cell? So it's just a, a string and we'll call it cell. That's the one that corresponds to the cell object in the storyboard. And the reason for this is that um, it's for performance reasons, really. When you have 3,000 values to display, then um, iOS won't create 3000 cells. It'll create as many cells as fit on to your screen, which is about uh, 12, 14, something like that. One that scrolls off the screen, one that comes into view at the bottom, and um, then only the, the values of those cell objects are changed so that we don't have 3000 cells. That'll be a lot of memory overhead. And iOS keeps track of that by using the reusable cell identifier. So it dequeues a cell as soon as it scrolls off the screen and then it uh, instantiates, it can reuse that object basically. And that's just, you know, we just need to give it that same identifier that we've given it in the storyboard. Now configure the cell, this is much easier. We have a cell object here and because we've selected the basic style, we have this title label come in so we can speak to that so cell uh, sorry text label and the it's a ui label it has a text property and that can be populated with our self data object at index 
indexpath.row. Okay, that's, maybe that sounds a little bit crazy here, but uh, the cell object has a text label. The text label has a text property, and that is what's displayed on that cell. Okay, so far so good. We're going to put a value in that, and we're going to use the, our uh, data array, self.data, and we're going to say display whatever is at the current index, and the index can be passed in from a property of the table view, which is index path.row. So each row will be counted. Zero is the first row, then one is the second, two is the third, and so forth. And we just take that value and say whatever is at that position in our array will be coming out of that data array and will be put into the text label of the cell. And then all we do is return the cell, and that should do the trick. So this, if I run this application now, in theory, it should display as a properly uh, populated table view. I, I have a feeling it won't be, but let's, let's try this out on our trusty old iPhone 5S, only because it fits better on my screen here. Let's do this real quick. Did I say it fits on the screen? Totally doesn't fit on the screen. I wonder why. Well, perhaps at 75%. That little trick. We see a black screen. Hmm, isn't that surprising? Thanks, Xcode. What's happened here? Well, we get a crazy error message here that tells us that uh, we don't have a view controller right now. Perhaps the designated entry point is not set. That is correct. That's exactly what's missing. Now let's head back into the storyboard. If you uh, if you have any experience with Xcode 6, it was quite nice and forgiving that if you delete the initial view controller and put any other object in, it will automatically designate an entry point. So right now, none of our um, view controller objects in the storyboard have this little arrow that points out of nothing to the first view controller. And we need to set that manually. Now, technically, it's the navigation controller that needs to be displayed, and he then, in return, displays our table view controller. So let's select that. And in the attributes inspector here, we have a setting here that's under view controller is initial view controller. Now, it used to be set automatically, but that's a feature that's been kind of switched off. So you know, it's an easy thing to forget. If you do delete that initial view controller that template gives you, that arrow will also disappear and never come back. So as soon as we set that and run the app again, we should now see a properly populated table view. And we do indeed. 0, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and so forth, up until 29. So we get displayed 0 to 29. And just to prove a point, if we go back into our custom initializer method, uh, this is where we're saying how many cells are, well, how, how much data is, is being generated. Let's, uh, let's generate 300 values and run that app again and see what happens now. We have a lot more values to play with and search through. I'll let you explore this at your own leisure. Perhaps I'll switch it back to 30 because that's you know, just enough. Now, all right, uh, we've uh, populated our table view in this first part of the video. In the second part, we're gonna see how we can make it happen that if we click that little search icon here, that table view will be searched. Uh, the second part is only available to the members of the iOS Dev Diary. You can join now and see the second part of the video for a nominal fee. It'll make me very happy if you do, and uh, why don't I see you on the other side. Mm -hmm.